Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Schulte. This podcast recorded Monday, very early Monday, August 8th, 2022. And um, we've got some things to get into, so let's get into them. Uh, first, a real quick injury update. <clears throat> um, it's not really an injury so much as it is a, a restricted list situation in a personal situation. Eduardo Rodriguez pitched three innings uh, this weekend through six, almost 60 pitches to get through three innings, but apparently there were some errors behind him uh, with the single-A club in Lakeland. Uh, he'll probably be pitching in Toledo next start, which will be, my guess is, Wednesday or Thursday. Probably Thursday of, of next week. Maybe Wednesday because they... Um, they tend to stick to the major league club's rotation schedule for the start for major league starters. So if, if there's an off day and the off day is it, the next day would be the starter, the major league starters day to go, but it would also possibly be the minor league starter, the, the, you know, the triple a starters day to go, the, the big league starter is going to get that, the nod instead of the minor leaguer. So there is that. Um, they're expecting him back mid to late August. Um, Austin Meadows is apparently going to be back mid to late August as well. Uh, the situation with that is, is that he is with the big club during the homestand, and then he'll be uh, sent out on a rehab assignment after the homestand. So Detroit has three with Cleveland this week, and then they go to Chicago. When they leave for Chicago, he leaves for Toledo probably. Um, he's been doing some exercises and some some workouts and and getting into a running program and stuff like that um, in Detroit, so the team doctors can watch him and talk to him and see how things are going and evaluate him and and then there is that. Uh, since we got off the air last week, uh, Tarek Skubel was put on the 15 day injured list retroactive to August 2nd. My guess is is they're going to take their time with this one. It's not going to be if if it's 15 days from August 2nd, it would be August 17th when he gets reactivated. I don't see that happening um, for a number of different reasons. Um, simply because mainly, uh, first he'd have to go back for he'd have to go for another rehab start, at least one. So he'd have to be in Toledo for a little while or at least for a, a week. And um, this is an arm that you don't want to mess with. This is so Eduardo Rodriguez is arguably the ace of the staff, just based on the fact that he's got a five year, $77 million contract. But based on performance this year, Eduardo uh, Tarek Skubal is the ace. Even when Eduardo Rodriguez was pitching, uh, Skubal was out pitching him. And he was out pitching Mize and Manning and, and uh, well, Pineda hadn't joined the team yet and Tyler Alexander was, was ex I mean, he was expected to outpitch Tyler Alexander. So he clearly has been the ace of this staff this year and he will be for the next five years to come because let's not remember, let's not forget uh, four years, actually. They've got four years of control due to do the Tigers uh, with Tarek Skubal, as well as Matt Manning, as well as Casey Mize, as well as Alex Fiedo. 
So these guys are going to be around for a lot longer than, than Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, so you need to be more careful with these guys. Spencer Turnbull, they've said he's not going to pitch in 2022. Um, he probably will do some rehab starts, but he's not going to actually join the big league club at all. He'll probably do a throwing. He's in a throwing program right now. He'll probably do some instructional stuff in September. Um, Jake Rogers, they will probably, they have probably, they're probably going to send him on a rehab assignment shortly. Um, he's taken live BP from, uh, Joey Wentz and, uh, he will, he'll probably get a rehab assignment and be up in Detroit in September when they need a third, when they can use a third catcher when the rosters expand from 26 to 28. And I believe that that requires a 14 14 split. So, right now, as your rosters are constructed, you have to have 13 pitchers and 13 position players. You can't have 14 and 12 or 12, you know, 14 of, you know, 12 of, you know, 12 pitchers and 14 position or 14 pitchers and 12. No, it's got to be 13, 13. So right now, the way that it looks is it's generally five starters, eight bullpen guys. And that's fine. Um, I know AJ Hinch would rather have it another way, but you can't always get what you want. So my guess is, is when rosters expand, you're going to see one pitcher get a call up and one hitter, one position player get a call up. And they're expecting that to be uh, Jake Rogers. And why not? Look, you know what you've got in Eric Haas, but uh, Tucker Barnhart is in the last year of his contract. They picked up his option after they traded for him, but he's done after this year. Are you going to re-sign him? If you re-sign him, you better tell him to stop switch hitting. Stick to your natural side, man. Just deal. Or do you let Jake Rogers do what he's supposed to do and be the catcher of the future. Because Jake Rogers was who we got back in the Justin Verlander trade. Jake Rogers, Daz Cameron, and Franklin Perez. I don't know that Franklin Perez is even on the Tigers roster anymore. I don't even know if he's in the minor leagues for the Tigers anymore. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen any minor league reports with his name on it. Daz Cameron, eh. All right, he plays good defense. He'll get a he'll get a hit here and there. But he's really never done much even in the minor leagues. He's done okay in the minor leagues, but he's really not done anything at the major league level. Jake Rogers was just starting to pay out to 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 come out and and actually step up and be what the Tigers needed him to be last year when he got hurt. So now the question is, is do you keep Eric Haas and do you convert him to a part-time catcher slash left fielder slash first baseman, which would be useful for the Tigers because right now their first base options are Harold Castro and Cody Clemens, both of whom are left-handed. So you get a tough lefty on the mound and you're going to get either Harold Castro who hangs in okay with lefties or Cody Clemens, who's a rookie that's hitting 130. So you got Eric Haas. You could convert him into a right-handed first base option and that'll get him more at bats next year. And you could keep Jake Rogers 
or you re-sign Tucker Barnhart and then figure out what to do with Jake Rogers and Eric Haas. Now, you can't have all three on the roster, but they tried that with Dustin Garneau, Tucker Barnhart, and, and, and Eric Haas, and Eric Haas didn't get any playing time. So that's the situation. Now, I want to... I want to take a trip back in time, if I could, to April 8th. It's a Friday afternoon at Comerica Park. Temperatures are in the low 40s. There's 42,000 people in the stadium. The White Sox are in town. Eduardo Rodriguez is making his Detroit Tigers debut. Spencer Torkelson is making his Detroit Tigers debut. Tucker Barnhart is making his Detroit Tigers debut. Javi Baez is making his Detroit Tigers debut. And there's hope. There's a guy named Derek Hill in center field. Your starting outfield is Austin Meadows, Derek Hill, Robbie Grossman. Your starting infield, Jamer Candelario, Javi Baez, Jonathan Scope, Spencer Torkelson. Miguel Cabrera is your DH. And there's hope. Detroit went out and traded for Austin Meadows because Riley Green got hurt. And making that trade made a very, very clear statement to Tigers fans that we aren't just going to sit here and, and take this. We're going to continue the rebuild. We're actually going to get past the rebuild this year. We're going to start winning. And Javi Baez walks it off in the bottom of the ninth with an odd-looking single that drives in the winning run. There's hope. Let's fast forward exactly four months because today is August 8th. It's exactly four months to the day from opening day. Detroit is now 43 and 67. Eduardo Rodriguez has taken most of the year off to deal with a personal issue. Javi Baez is hitting just above 200 with 10 home runs. Jamer Candelario is hitting just above 200 with 10 home runs. Derek Hill just got claimed off of waivers by the Seattle Mariners this week. Austin Meadows is rehabbing from an injury. Robbie Grossman is with the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Torkelson is back in Toledo. Riley Green has gotten the call and is doing okay. He's hitting around 230 with four homers. But he's doing all right. He's playing some decent center field, and he's learning on the job. Your starting outfield on any given day is Victor Reyes, Riley Green, and Akil Badu. Or Akil Badu, Riley Green, and Willie Castro. Or Victor Reyes, Willie Castro, and Akil Badu. Or Cody Clemens, Riley Green. And take your pick from the other three. 
Harold Castro and Cody Clemens are splitting time at first. Tucker Barnhart doesn't have a homer. He has 11 runs batted in. He's hitting just above 200. Matt Manning is the only healthy pitcher out of the big three of Scooble, Mize, and Manning. Casey Mize is having to- has had Tommy John surgery. Isak Paredes, the man that you traded for Austin Meadows, who is on a rehab assignment, is hitting 217 with 14 home runs. After his day-to-day, he's probably hitting 220. With 14 homers. Miguel Cabrera has gotten his 3,000th hit, his 600th double. So he's doing all right. But oh, by the way, he's dated, he's every other, playing every other day now because of a chronic knee condition, which we knew that was going to happen at some point. The difference in this team over the last four months is. Jaw-dropping. The hope that we had on April 8th is such a distant memory that it's, it's, it's almost impossible to see. And I'm oddly enough not going to blame Al Avila for the Austin Meadows trade. Because Austin Meadows had a track record, and he hasn't lived up to that track record. I will point out that Isak Paredes has more home runs and a higher batting average than Jamer Candelario and Javi Baez. And Jonathan Scope. I, I, I will point that out again. I, I'll say that again. Isak Paredes, who the Tigers traded for Austin Meadows, who is on a rehab assignment. Isak Paredes, the man who hit four home runs in 170 at-bats with Detroit in his career, is hitting 220 with 14 home runs. That's a higher batting average and more home runs than Jamer Candelario, Javi Baez, and Jonathan Scope. And people want to know what's wrong with this offense. People want to know why haven't the Tigers won more games? I'll point to two things. And they both have to do with Tampa. The first one is Isak Paredes, as I just stated. The second one, in a four-game series over the weekend between the Tigers and the Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay drew 27 walks in four games. Detroit won. I'll point that out again. Tampa Bay drew 27 walks in a four-game series. Detroit just 
one. Oh, well. Friday night, Detroit walked 13 batters. Is that something to be proud of? So you're telling me that 14 walks over three games is acceptable, whereas 27 walks over four games isn't? So close to five walks a game allowed by your pitching staff is okay, whereas close to seven walks a game isn't? Three walks in the top of the ninth inning of a 0-0 game, two of which happened with the bases loaded, is okay? Your bullpen giving up seven runs in the top of the ninth inning of a 0-0 game is okay? You scoring zero runs and getting four hits against the Tampa Bay pitching staff on a bullpen day is okay. A bullpen that, by the way, you scored nine runs against the day before. This is all acceptable to you? You're going to find excuses for this? What kind of a Tigers fan are you? What kind of a baseball fan are you if you can accept the fact that your team performed so badly in a four-game series? That they walked 27 batters and only got one walk themselves. Twenty-seven walks for Tampa, one for Detroit. Seven strikeouts against the starting pitcher for Tampa on Saturday. A three-nothing lead in a game on Friday where Brian Garcia walked five batters in the first two innings, and then still managed to take to, to get two more innings in before he had to give it up to the bullpen. The bullpen that is one of the is in the top 3 in the American League based on performance. And that bullpen walked 8 batters and gave up 5 runs. That same bullpen today that walked 3 batters in one inning and gave up 7 runs in said inning. I don't blame Alex Lang. He pitched well. I don't blame Jason Foley. He didn't walk anybody. He's the reason that they gave up seven runs. He gave up five. Well, he gave up all seven, actually, but five of them were charged to Joey Menez. Or not Joey Menez, Gregory Soto. I blame Gregory Soto because that inning started by Soto getting the first two out. Then a bloop single and 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 a, a hard hit double. Runners at second and third. He walks the next batter. Guy by the name of Jose Siri. He's hitting like 170. 
So up comes the number nine hitter. He gets a walk. And then you walk the leadoff hitter, who is a left-handed batter. Gregory Soto is a left-handed pitcher. He buries left-handers. So now the damage is done. You've walked in two runs. In comes Jason Foley, gives up a single to score two, and then the other three runs were scored after I turned the game off. I just couldn't deal. I could not deal with watching it. I'm going to put this out here because it has to be pointed out, but I don't think it's going to... I can guarantee you it's not going to happen. If Detroit goes 38-14 and 14 over the next 52 games... They'll have a 500 season. Thirty-eight and fourteen. That's twenty-four games over 500 in the next 52 games. They'll have a winning season. I've set the over and under on how on when they lose their 82nd game at August 29th because I wanted to factor in off days and and things of that nature. For instance, Detroit goes Detroit goes to Chicago. Well, Detroit has an off day today, Monday the 8th. Then they've got 3 against Cleveland, then they go to Chicago for 3, then they go to Cleveland for 4, including a split doubleheader. Sorry, a, a straight doubleheader on I want to say the 15th, which would be next Monday. Then they come home for three against the Angels and two against the Giants. Now, they'll probably have that Thursday the, the uh, let's see, Thursday the 18th off. They'll probably have Monday the 22nd off. And they may have the 25th of August off. I'm not sure how many off days are are, are in that stretch. But I know that it's possible because three against Cleveland, three against Chicago, then four against Cleveland. Let's see, that's 10. Three against the Angels, that's 13. Two against the Giants, that's 15. Uh, barring no other days off, you've got at least four more games before you get to the to the 29th, if not three. So yeah, that's 18, 19 games. I can see them going three and 15. Or three and 16. Alavila's famous last words, folks. We're no longer in a rebuild. We're ready to win now. (laughs) 
If you want to get in touch with the show, you can tigersbaseballpodcast at gmail.com. It's the longest email address in the world. I'm very proud of that. At Podcast Tigers on Twitter. Thanks to Anchor for distributing the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Go Tigers.